All right, and we're back. Maybe maybe we're still there. Wow, I don't know that was right. so bad. That was so long. <laughs> Welcome to Cornerstone's Pastors Podcast. What a week. <laughs> we're just going to continue our conversation in real time. Did you open with, wow, that was so bad, and then correct it to long? No, I said, wow, that was so long. What a long week. I'm going to play it back, because I don't think that's what happened. Oh. <laughs> no, I... I, <laughs> <laughs> I I think maybe 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 we'll is just this release this on Thursday. This is part two. Oh, this is part, part two, two yeah, yeah, yeah. of managing physical and spiritual health, therefore mental health, in the midst of the moment. Because guys, we only got to two of my points. I had four points. I got two more. Four points off the top of his head. That's off right. Unprepared <laughs> points. Unprepared. He's an amazing man. But Always so, be ready to preach, pray, or die, or podcast. <laughs> That's a seminary uh, joke, everybody. That's, right, that's, that's right. a seminary joke. So, okay. So, we talked about how the, the how we e- view... The my one was a seminary thanks, joke. This thanks. was just a ministry joke. Fair enough. That difference makes a lot. Really? That's a, that, 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 was, that was a seminary distinction. Scott, can you pause for laughter? <laughs> there it was. <laughs> Woo. I heard just about as much as I do on Sunday mornings. All right. All right. Um... So, oh, so we were talking about what the things we can control, right? Some of the things we can, managing our input. But I think it's also important to think about how we're spo- how we should view or understand the things that we can't control that are making mental health, that are making these struggles a lot harder. There are things that are outside of our control. And, um, and, and the encouragement I would give, I mean, we, again, we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours, but... The, the simple encouragement I would give in the midst of the ways that things are harder, the ways that you're maybe you're struggling more now than ever is I, I would encourage you to, in the midst of all of this, recognize God's grace, mm-hmm. like recognize and remember God's grace in the midst of this. And, and I actually want to make a distinction between recognizing God's grace and giving yourself grace. Because I think that what most people, I, mean, I think what a lot of people have been talking about recently is like giving yourself grace. Hey, you know what? It's hard. Things are crazy. Like job's not normal. House is not normal. Like everybody's kind of like, give yourself grace. You know what? There's, there's a lot. Give, but here, here's the problem with giving yourself grace. I think when you give yourself grace, your grace runs out really quickly. Mm. Like when you give yourself grace, you like, it lasts for maybe half an hour, but then you feel guilty again because you're like, well, you know, but but I really should be doing this. I really should. Like it's all because it's all dependent on how you feel. It's all dependent on your own evaluation. Of this harsh. Yeah. And I think we, we, we end up like not being very gracious with ourselves. Even when we like, if you, I mean, if you, if you have to be told to give yourself grace, then it's going to be really hard to continue that grace, right? The, this means you're going to struggle and you're going to very quickly actually end up in a place that's not gracious. And so instead of giving yourself grace, I would encourage you to remember God's grace, that the God of the universe, who, who isn't based on you, who's, whose evaluation is not based on your emotions, whose evaluation is not based on, you know, your performance today, the God of the universe, if you are in Christ, speaks to you and tells you, right, Romans 8, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So in the midst of the pandemic in the midst of staying at home in the midst of the struggles you're having in the midst of even the maybe a deep depression you're feeling maybe maybe in the in the midst of panic attacks that you're experiencing that you've never experienced before maybe in the midst of of these obsessive thoughts that that you you don't you don't know what to do with it or how to like quiet them down or like get rid of 
just remember, remember that there's no condemnation for you who are in Christ Jesus. Like God meets you in that as a compassionate savior, a kind of passionate father wants to work with you, wants to help you grow in the midst of that wants to, wants to relieve that suffering a step at a time. But he, he's not standing there condemning you. you. You're not like not a good enough Christian because you're struggling in the ways you're struggling. You're not falling short or not spiritually strong enough because you're struggling in the ways that you're struggling. God meets you just with, with absolute grace and wants to gently um, lead you forward. I mean, connected to that, yeah. if we're going to, if uh, I think leaning on the promises of scripture and leaning on those kinds of truths in the midst of this and remembering and reminding yourself of God's grace. Um, and actually, I think it was from the, the service this last week where we were reading through Romans. Mm-hmm. Um, Romans 8, 1 begins, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And then later on, um, it says um, something else. Um, <laughs> Line. <laughs> Line. Uh, I'm sorry. In verse 38 to 39, for I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, including pandemics, mm. quarantine, stay-at-home orders. Mm. Um, or your failures during all those failures things. failures yeah. in the midst of all of those things <laughs> yeah. will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Mm. Where you are at in this moment cannot separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus your Lord. Mm. And, and so that it's not only that there's no condemnation, but there's... There's this immense and eternal love, right, that he, he, he shows us and meets us with and, and wants to remind us of. Um, that, what, what's interesting is that you, this is the power of meditation in some ways, is you look at Romans 8.1 and you... Which we talked about in the first, we talked about meditation in the first Yes, first one. In the yeah. first one, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. long ago. Yeah, so long ago. Um, but it... Well, adding adding the idea of your own fa- pandemics and your own failures in them, that's part of meditation. When you read Romans eight thirty one and following, like it's meditating on it that brings those things to life. Um, but also in Romans eight one, the more you the more you stare at a verse, the more things are come out to you. And one of them is the the tenses. Like I think a lot of times we think there was no condemnation for us in Christ Jesus when we were saved, but now that now that we're Christians. You know, there, <laughs> there might be a little more. I mean, I, you know, I, I didn't do what I was supposed to do here and I failed here. But the fact that there is now, like in the present, there's a present tense to that. There is now mm-hmm. no condemnation. Mm-hmm. That should stand out to you. There, there's things that if you sit with something long enough, those things begin to present themselves and they start ministering to your soul in a way that is larger than whatever, the size of the things you're reading in the news or whatever else. Absolutely. It's not just there is therefore now no condemnation for you when things are going well right like in your darkest struggle there is now no condemnation for you yeah and that, and there's a, there's a full stop in that verse and that, that's it's sitting with that and letting letting the holy spirit you know make it not just true in your mind but in your heart that changes how you're going to approach the day you have and the fact that we're in the midst of something unprecedented yeah yeah. And it is the only way to feed yourself with that truth in the midst of 
the struggle for mental health in this time. Yeah, and you can. I mean, we could Bible study this for a while because the at some point, Bible study in groups and sermons is just corporate meditation. Like you keep doing this, and you start you start realizing like that everything else that you are taking in does have some implicit condemnation attached to it. So every piece of news, every idea you haven't of washed your hands long yeah, enough. Yeah, what's that's, supposed to be that's happening? Actually really, that's really insightful. You know, and so you 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 start to to realize that everything else is 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 coming with the idea that if I do this right, I won't be condemned. But if I don't, I will. Whatever that condemnation means. And now you know, because all of those things are trying to get something from you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Trying to get something from you, and God isn't trying to get anything from you. He's giving Himself to you. That's why the idea of someone giving you extra, giving you grace, is fascinating because mm-hmm. them giving you grace is giving you grace inside of a sort of covenant or a, a contract or a relational dynamic that is tied to you guys mutually providing for each other. Mm. And only in the gospel do you have God providing for you in a one-way street. And yeah. and what I mean, what a powerful reminder for us of why the danger exists for us of meditating on news or social media and all these other things there it exists for the purpose of communicating your lack and your need for something that they have to offer you yeah and no wonder we're anxious and we're (laughs) no wonder we're depressed yeah of course we are it's it's such a it's such a powerful reminder of why we need to meditate on god's grace the way that you're describing scotty and I think if you're struggling to do that, right? Like if, if you're, if you hear that and you're like, well, I'd, I'd like to recognize God's grace. I'd like to remember God's grace, but I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to do that. I, I, I don't feel it. Like it doesn't feel real to me. I, I maybe, maybe even I'm struggling to read my Bible. Like that, that's why all of us together are called his body. Like we are called to be that, that, that body and that the deliverer of that message to one another, the reminder of that message to one another over and over and over again. And so I, I would just, I mean, I, this is why we would, we would just encourage you if you're struggling at all, if you're hurting at all to reach out to another Christian, right? To uh, somebody else in your church, somebody in your community group, to just, just say like, Hey, I like, I, I, I need to talk. Like I need to process through these things. Like, reach out to us as your pastors, reach out to, uh, we'd love to, talk with you personally. We'd love to connect you with someone. We'd love to make sure you're connecting. Reach out to a friend, maybe a, a friend who you know just understands you or understands a, a bit about your struggle because, and that's not, I think sometimes we can hear that. And in the world, that's kind of like a, it's like a triage tool. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, if you're in need, reach out to somebody. That's the best thing to do. Just make sure you reach out. But I think there's a deeper purpose for that in Christ. And the deeper purpose is that we were actually designed to speak these reminders into one another's lives, to gently help one another remember these things in the seasons in life when we're having the hardest time remembering them, when we're having the hardest time um, believing them even. And, and, and we need one another. And so that's why this—it's so important that, that, that this the isolation this has brought and the physical distance distance this has brought. We have, we have it's uh, we have to reach through that because of the incredible importance to our spiritual health um, that one another and, and conversations with one another are. And, and I would say, uh, to connected to that, if you're doing well right now, like if you're like doing pretty good, even if you're just doing okay, even if you're just doing okay, <laughs> like. There's people around you who who need that from you, yeah. And 
you can look for opportunities to and do who that. aren't necessarily in a place where they feel like f- just fine reaching out for it yeah they might I not mean, even if you're feeling pretty good it might be really helpful for you to check in with other people and invite that conversation for someone who might not feel comfortable yeah. getting that vulnerable that fast in fact in our classes um there's this thing called the love paradigm it's also in a great little book um <laughs> called loving messy people loving messy people um, which is not my original gonna, title for bring the book, you on the, on the road. which was um, <laughs> Messy People Loving Messy People. But that was too long, apparently. Or, or, or what was it? Um, green Like Jazz. I forget what my original topic <laughs> was, my original uh, um, title. But the, there's a, a chart in one of the, in the serving section, there is pursuing. Mm. And one of the proactive ways of showing love and demonstrating love for others is in the context of pursuit and this is a, a great time to be pursuing if you are okay yeah i mean and, even and, if you're and, not okay and, no but and, it's and, a great well, and actually and i think i think that there's and one of the things i say over and over and over about that is that actually it's the time when people around you get quiet that they need pursuit the most mm-hmm. i think it's it's only so true uh, uh, that's even more so true right now but i think so this this actually does though lead into point four of wow. my random uh, which which has, is both for people that are doing okay, but also if you're struggling, like also if you're hurting, like the, the last encouragement I would give is simply fight to take your eyes off of yourself, which I think is actually a little bit um, counterintuitive. I think when we're struggling, when we're hurting, we, we kind of feel like, you know, I, I, I need to make my, it's myself about me. Like that's the only way to get healthy. But God's created us to, again, like live in a body to be connected with one another. And, and whether you're struggling or not, I'd actually, I, I think God is calling us to lift our eyes up to not only see him, but to also see one another, right? To, to recognize one another. To, to, and I think one of the ways that I can grow in my own spiritual health, even if I'm struggling, is helping my brother or sister who's struggling and hurting too, Right? Like there's a, there's a, God's created his body in this beautiful and powerful way that, 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 um, spirals up as we seek to help and serve and care for one another. Um, and so instead of viewing it kind of like, like there's a, there's the people who are doing good and there's the people who are doing bad and people who are doing good should help the people that are doing bad. Like it's just not that simple. Uh, number one, because none of us are, you know, on the good end. But, but number two, because he's created it, given his body, this powerful dynamic where all of us in the midst of our varying degrees of struggling are, are called to, you know, Philippians 2, my, my favorite, right? To, but to, to, to take our eyes, to consider others more significant than ourselves, which I think is actually a huge component of spiritual and, and even mental health. Yeah, I think that we, we tend to think that once we're doing well, then we are in a position to be able to help other people. And it's just a default reaction, whether that's I'm slammed for time or I personally am struggling emotionally or, or really any any and everything. There's like, a, okay, once I get this sort of square and I feel like things are more settled, then that's when I can like look out and help other people because the implicit assumption is it's when I'm settled and in a good place, then I'm able to help people. I'm not, I'm sort of unable I need to get my own house in order before I can kind of go help somebody else. 
Um, and there's some truth in that in like a broad sense. You're like, yeah, if, if things are falling apart, you shouldn't just ignore what's going on with you and then go, you know, go out and help or other like people. Or like the idea of take the log out of your eye. Yeah, exactly. Like, like there's, there's some truth in that. But I think what we're trying to get across to ourselves and to you, and I think the Bible would say is that a piece of, a piece of getting your stuff together is helping other people. Like, like it's, it, we're not yeah. waiting like a piece of helping your own mental health is helping others. Yeah. That that's a road to where you need to go, not a place you need to get to first before you can go help someone else. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think it, it is so fascinating because I think we, we, we do interpret and maybe, maybe, I don't know. I haven't thought about this too much, but maybe increasingly in our world, like we think of ourselves like machines, right? You got to fix the machine and then it can go do what it's supposed to do. Mm. Right. But we're not created in the image of machines. Right. We're created in the image of God. And so we're far more complex and dynamic than that. Our, our, our souls and our bodies are far more complex and dynamic than that. And so we, we don't we don't work like that. And actually, it's in pursuing spiritual and physical health that that, that all of these things spiral upward together. And we grow in them together and we're strengthened in them together. And the, and, and the muscles of, of love for God and the muscles of love for others and the muscles of uh, and, and, and the fruit of the spirit, right? Which uh, the, 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 the love that we long for, the joy that we long for, the, the peace that we long for, the, the patience and the kindness and the gentleness that we long for, the, especially in the midst of this, right? The self-control that we long for and that we call the struggles, uh, the, the, the existence of, of lack of those things, right? These mental, spiritual health issues, they all grow up and spiral in this fascinatingly complex way together as we step by step strive to love Christ, to remember his grace, um, and to, in light of that, that, that grace and that love he's poured out on us, even, even in just small ways, even just step by step, uh, find the opportunities to love others in, in our midst as well. Yeah, and, and there's, you have to remember that there are gifts that you have that people around you need, and that God wants to use those gifts to bless other people, even when you're struggling. I think that's a powerful a powerful and and challenging but also um encouraging uh direction to uh um, to move towards it doesn't come naturally to us but i think it is intuitive when you think about it like it's not the first reaction yeah but the more you think about it the more you realize yeah there is something it's not as simple as i'm kind of isolated from everyone else and once i'm fixed then i go into these other discrete units of people and sort of give them the products that I have to give them that can then help them. There's a there's an interconnectedness that we have with each other such that healing for us isn't like you step back, rest, become whole, and then go out. That mm. healing is an, is an interrelated kind of thing. Mm. And so getting your mind off of yourself is not just sort of a, well, hey, don't be selfish, don't be self-centered, as much as that can be true. Mm-hmm. But like getting your mind off of yourself is a means of healing. Yeah. It's a means of heading into health and health in scripture, whether you look at like Proverbs and wisdom or other things like that, it's, it's the way you relate to the community. It's the way you're a part of the whole, that's what health looks like. And so for when something breaks in us, you know, when you break a leg, you got to rest it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think we tend to take that same mindset to anything broken in us in any way, anything, anything strained, anything immediately just rest it. And that's how it gets better. And that's not always the case Mm -hmm. In, in the spiritual world. A lot of the time, 
in the interpersonal world, in the non-physical dynamic of being a human, healing often comes by exercising it, not by resting it. That's yeah. That's how. That's generally my philosophy. Whenever I injure something, I just try to use it a lot more. No, Maybe with, not using it more. <laughs> I'm just kidding. When it, when it, but when it comes to the body, yeah. what you're describing is like I think about Romans 12 that we are individually members one of another. This idea, this interconnectedness of a body. And Scott, you mentioned that phys- yeah. like the physical body is an illustration of what we're describing here, where your body, when one part of your body is injured, the rest of your body actually works together towards that same goal yeah. of healing that yeah. part of your body. And and that's what's beautiful and powerful about it. Yeah, and I think that there, there's, there is actually a really, I think there's lots of powerful physical analogies because I think when you seriously injure something, right, you, you don't, healing doesn't come just from resting. Right. right. This is why after surgery, they try to get you up and moving mm-hmm. as soon as possible, right? Because if you don't do anything, right, it, it actually doesn't heal. The muscles around it might atrophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a lot of other issues so, that I mean, can come yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of illustrations there. But so so, anyways, we, 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 could, we could go deep in this. And like I've said before, we could talk for hours and hours. But I hope, more than anything, I hope that this has been encouraging. I hope it's been something that, that actually, as you in the midst of the struggles you're facing right now, that this is has been a, a time of encouragement, a time of maybe even giving you some some pictures and some ideas, some um, tools for you to continue to grow, maybe even giving you eyes to see uh, needs around you that you can reach out and 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 love others um, in the midst of. And and if if it hasn't, if you're like I'm, man, I'm hurting, and this like podcast didn't do anything for me. <laughs> like I, I like we. We would love to talk more about that. We would love to connect you with our counselors at the church to talk more about that. We'd love to connect you with your community. Like we, we are here as a body. We want to walk through this together. We want to, um, and and we can do that a lot more patiently and individually, uh, interpersonally than we can over a podcast. Like this is a, a really wide kind of wide application of some of these principles that we hope will be in, an encouragement generally. Uh, but oftentimes in the midst of these struggles and particularly in the midst of, of the, the struggles we call mental health um, issues, we, broad applications aren't oftentimes the most helpful. Uh, you, you, you need specific applications to where you're at, to your situation, to somebody who can, can lovingly speak to those. And we want to do everything we can to, uh, to provide that. We're, we're here and we love you. So with that, we hope you have a great rest of your week, and uh, thanks for listening.